CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, this is Tommy Corfettis, drummer for Ozzy Osbourne, and you're listening to Talking Metal. This is Rudy Sarzo, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Hi, my name is Graham Oliver, the founder member of Saxon, still rocking after all these years. And you're listen, listening to Talking Metal. It's going to rock the hairs off your legs. Be there or be square. This is Grace Maiden Metal Rhythm Guitar from Judas Priestess. And this is Militia Lead Vocals in Judas Priestess. And you're listening, listening to, to Talking, Talking Metal. Metal. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> This is Damon Fox from Big Elf, and you're listening to Talking Metal. You're one step closer to doom. Hello, this is Tony Iommi, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Hi, this is Ozzy Osbourne, and you're listening to Talking Metal. <laughs> Everybody, what the hell's going on? This is Zach Wall from Black Label Society and the Ozzy Osbourne Band, and we're all doing a hang, throwing back some cold ones, and we're talking metal. Take it easy. This is Blasco from Ozzy Osbourne. You're listening to Talking Metal. Striegel, John Astronomy, the Talking Metal Podcast, coming to you from the Silver Spacecraft. I'm Bud Friendly, and now your hosts, Mark and John. Hey, welcome to another edition of the Talking Metal Podcast. I'm Mark Striegel, and our guest today is Tommy Colfettis of Ozzy Osbourne's band. Back two weeks ago when I interviewed Tommy on the phone, that's the interview you're going to hear today, uh, he said some pretty cool stuff that I hadn't heard, or interesting stuff, I should say, one being that he didn't actually play on Ozzy's uh, new record, the Scream record. Uh, Wikipedia says he played on it. Uh, just about every website out there says he played on it. So uh, I found that interesting and and at the time unknown since a few other websites like Brave Words have already reported that. And that's just because we're so slow here getting up our interviews, uh, which sucks and is a whole nother topic of discussion. Uh, hopefully John's going to get this new site up pretty soon, uh, and that's going to allow me to just throw interviews right up right after they happen. Uh, it would be a great thing uh, for all of us and would make it easier for for John, and uh, I think it would also um, make us a little more relevant and timely, if you will. I guess that's the word. So let's hope that happens soon. And again, the RSS might get fucked up when that does happen so you may have to resubscribe on itunes um, when we finally do get the the site up which i'm hoping happens within the next two months the revised talking metal site 
Anyways, Tommy uh, said some cool stuff. He, uh, he doesn't play on the Scream record, and he also tells me that the new Ozzy record, they're going back to more of a band sound. Now, I'm taking that to mean more of uh, an organic sound, maybe similar to Diary and Blizzard, although who, who knows what that means. Band sound could be more of uh, a Sabbath-esque sound. But I think uh, it could be really interesting to, uh, to hear Ozzy again putting out a record that's more more of a band effort you know it's very exciting and uh to me very interesting Ozzy Osbourne news and you'll hear Tommy explain that in this interview so I wanted to quickly mention the poll um the emails I would say came in on the Bud Friendly poll, and the emails were leaning more towards nay. Uh, you emailed, you listeners who emailed us don't care for Bud Friendly. On the forums, it was almost unanimous. I would say everybody either tolerated him or said they liked Bud, Bud Friendly. Uh, Exciter checking in with, uh, with yes, the live shows wouldn't be the same without him. He comes up with the perfect... Uh, Comments and at precisely the right times. Thanks, Exciter. Shotaholic. Yes, he likes uh, he likes Bud Friendly on the live show. Rackham twelve oh seven. Although Bud Friendly is only somewhat funny, and I think you and John can maybe agree somewhat, he has become an essential part of the show. So I say yes. Uh, Marzeri, uh, Jay, all you guys uh, giving Bud Friendly. Um, the seal of approval, uh, Dr. Love, Bert Gabriel, Z-Man. Anyways, a couple other ones I'm not reading. But, guys, thanks for checking in. And, uh, you know, I guess the verdict's still out. You guys in the forum seem to like Bud Friendly. Again, there were a couple positive emails that came in on Bud Friendly, but the majority of them were, no, we don't like him. He's not funny. So uh, I like Bud Friendly. I think he adds a, a comic element and uh, – helps move along the live show and keeps it fun. And, you know, we repackage those live shows here on the podcast generally now. So um, there you go, the Bud Friendly poll. Thanks for checking in. If you didn't vote, send us a yay or a nay on Bud Friendly, either on the Talking Metal Forums, which is located at TalkingMetalForums.com, or at, send us an email at TalkingMetal at Yahoo.com. Without further ado, here is... Tommy from Ozzy Osbourne's band. Hey guys, we have Tommy from Ozzy Osbourne's band on the line with us. How you doing today, Tommy? I'm doing excellent, other than I have a severe case of bronchitis and I'm sick of the dog in bed. But I will go bash my brains out tonight anyways. Cool. And where are you guys playing tonight? We play in San Jose. So uh, we're playing and fly there, do the gig, and then we fly to Seattle tonight. Cool. Now, I want to talk uh, about what you're up to now with Ozzy and, and all that good stuff, but let's go way back. Now, your dad was a musician. Is he the one who actually got you into music? Yeah, most definitely. He had a band, um, and I started playing it as a young buck growing up in Detroit. So from the second I got my drums when I was seven years old, um, I've known exactly what I was going to do. And, 
it's kind of been a blessing because I've had the, uh, I knew where I was going and had the focus and the um, destination from an early age. So I've been very lucky. Yeah, but he got me into it and um, here we are. So I have my parents to thank for that. And what did he play? Was he like a, a rock guitarist or something? No, he likes he he sang and he was the band leader and you know we did oldies and you know all kind of stuff you'd hear in a bar the club five nights and he'd play four sets a night and Mich- doing that kind of stuff for ten years you you get it together kind of early right right very cool and what are some of your earliest memories of maybe being exposed or hearing heavy metal or hard rock music. I mean, I've been around music since I can't remember not being around music. I remember, you know, my dad, whether whether it was heavy metal or whatever, always about the the rock factor, whether you're like a real rocker or not. So that even goes back to really into, which is like people like Little Richard and Chuck Berry. Like these guys are the real rockers. And it's, you know, it's about having the energy and the, the real and excitement in your music, to me, that is heavy, if that makes sense at all. Um, heavy metal is not just clicking a distortion pedal. Does that, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so it's, like, about, it's about being real and, and expressing the feeling through the music, right? I mean, just exactly. So just like putting your all into it, that's being heavy to me. So I remember the first time I heard Eruption, I remember going, what the fuck is this? On the radio, I think I was like driving to a drum lesson and Van Halen and Sabbath, you know, when you hear um, all that Sabbath stuff, you don't even know what to think as a little kid. I've always been attracted to the, the energy and the vibe, you know, if somebody has that, that kind of music, I'm attracted to that. Cool. Now, at a, I guess a pretty young age, you got... Um hooked up with Ted Nugent and uh, did some playing with him. How did that actually come about? Uh, I was probably 20, around 20 or something like that, and I was asked to play on a, a soundtrack that was being put together by this guy, Alto Reed, who plays in Bob Seger's band. And he said, you want to come down and play drums on this? And he said, yeah, Ted Nugent's going to do a couple songs for it, so you're going to play drums for Ted. So I go, holy shit, let's go. And... Um, I knew that was one of those moments in my life where, you know, you better kick ass and hope that Ted asks you to join his band. You know, maybe that's, you're thinking crazy as a kid or whatever, but that's what I was thinking. So I better do my best. And, you know, that's what happened. We played together in the studio. You know, he wrote a song literally in about two minutes. He ripped out these awesome riffs and I was following along and I think he was impressed by that. Um, and then he called me like a day or two later to join his band. Cool. And you went on, I guess, to do two albums with him too, right? Yeah, I was with him for about maybe four, four and a half years, and I did two albums and countless tours. And today me and Ted speak all the time, and he's a great friend, and I respect him, and I admire him. And he gave me, gave me my first break, so I'll always be indebted to him. You know, we're both from Detroit and have come from the same place and have a lot of the same influences and approach to music. So we hit it off right from the start, even though there's, you know, a 30 year age difference. Cool. And was it between those two Nugent records that you did the, the Alice Cooper dirty diamonds album? Yes. 
Yeah, Dirty Dot, I mean, I recorded Ted's first album, I believe, in 2001, after my first tour. And then um, the last record I did with Ted, um, I wasn't technically in his band. So he just, I was with Rob Zombie at the time, and on a break I went and recorded his. So there's quite a, a bit of time difference in between those records. Um, and when I was with Alice Cooper in 2004, right after the tour, I did the Dirty Diamonds record with Alice. Cool. And how did hooking up, was the Alice thing something that kind of just came about after, you know, you had made a name with yourself by playing with Nugent? Every gig I've had so far has been a connection somehow from the other thing. So I was playing with Ted and we toured. I remember, you know, there's a string of dates we did with Alice. And I had always been a huge Alice fan. I remember my dad taking me to see Alice a couple times in Detroit. And I remember thinking, I'm going to play with that guy one day. I want to play with that guy one day, um, naively. Um, but years later, we toured with Alice with Ted. And I remember... Um, you know, the guys watching me on the side of the stage, and then the time it thing came into play, uh, Alice's drummer at the time, Eric Singer, went on tour with Kiss, and, you know, they had seen me play with Ted, so that's how that one happened. I wanted to ask you about playing with John Five, who, in my opinion, is just possibly the greatest guitar player of modern times. I mean, I've seen him play with rob halford rob zombie i'm trying to think of who else solo um there was another artist i saw him with which is slipping my mind right now oh manson of course uh tell us about john how how did you, you i guess you initially got to know him through rob zombie and- well john is actually a fellow detroiter as myself um and we we both joined rob's band at the same time so that's how we connected and um, John has a very unique guitar sound. I think if you hear him play, you know it's him. And I would say, like, you know, he's good with sounds, and he's just, he's just an amazing talent. So it was an honor to play with him. And I think his um, style of music fits that industrial Rob Zombie, Marilyn Manson sound great. But he and also can innovative. play all sorts of different styles, like country and, and jazz and stuff, too. I mean, it's just so well-rounded. It's uh, mind-boggling. Yeah. He's just a great musician, so great musicians can play great music. Now, as far as hooking up with Ozzy goes, can you talk about how you were brought into the fold with with him? Um, Were you initially brought in when Zach was still possibly still with Ozzy, or was it at the exact same time that Gus G joined up, too? No, I was brought in um, actually just to help out. It wasn't to join the band. Um, Gus G was going to audition and Ozzy's drummer at the time, Mike Borden, who's an amazing drummer, um, was unavailable to do it because he had commitments with Faith No More. So I was asked to, um, come in and help out for Gus G's audition, um, just to make it comfortable for him so he could feel comfortable in doing the best that he could. So, um, Blasco knew, Blasco, we previously played together in Ozzy Osbourne, in Rob Zombie, excuse me. And he know that I he knew that I could come in and make it comfortable for Gus. So that was the initial thing. And then from then they asked me to play a gig called BlizzCon in Anaheim, California, because also Mike was unavailable to do that. So it kinda of spurred out of doing those two things. You know, the timing and all that kind of stuff. That's how that's how it came about. Cool. And at what point did you actually find out, hey, not am I only doing these few gigs with Ozzy, I'm going to become an actual member and I'm going to go do a record with him? 
Yeah, it was quite a bit later they asked me to do the tour. The record was done before I even joined the band, so I didn't play on the record. Kevin Cherko, his producer, handled all the drum duties on the record. I think he did a fabulous job, but I'm not exactly sure of the time frame. I think maybe it was a while after I did those that initial gig because they were still putting the tour together and stuff like that. But I remember um, I walked in my house, and I had a message from Sharon on my house phone saying, can you call me, Tommy? And I thought it was a joke because I wondered how she got my home number because I knew even the office didn't have my home number. So that was kind of funny. So, uh, yeah, that's how it happens. And, and w- one thing that's interesting about the the set list that you guys are doing, it seems for years and years Ozzy just was playing the same set list over and over again. And you guys have uh, really mixed it up, this, this tour, bringing back some – uh, old Sabbath classics that we haven't heard in a while, as well as some of his stuff from the eighties, like the Jakey e. Lee years that we also have not heard in, in wow, a long time. So was there, um, who actually came up with this set list? Was this something that Ozzy was directly involved with, or, or is that something that you and Blasco and, and the band members help, uh, suggest songs maybe for the set list? Well, sure. Yeah, I mean, Ozzy's directly involved in all of it. He he gave us man a shitload of tunes to start to learn in the beginning. I mean, we must have learned about at least sixty songs. Wow. You know the basics, but then a million Black Sabbath songs and a million, uh, you know, tons of songs, which was good. I think there was a method to his madness because, you know, the the further you dig into a catalog the more you get the vibe of the gig. So it was very smart on his part. And we just tried out a bunch of songs and um, whittled it down to what we have now. So I think it was just, you know, new guys coming into the band. There's a little bit of new life, and he's really excited over it, and he feels comfortable singing over the top of us. You know, we all are trying to look at it as we're a sum of our parts rather than trying to be outstanding individually. We, we all want to make... Um, the band as great as it can be for Ozzy, not for our own selves. So we want to make Ozzy feel comfortable so he can do whatever he wants on stage and, and change songs and do this. So, you know, every night the set's a little different. He'll pull out a different song here, put a different song here. It's kind of the opposite of what he was doing before. So, man, I mean, he is like, he has newfound energy. So it's really exciting to see and it's inspiring. And what do you think the the future for Ozzy holds at this point? Um, obviously, the Scream album isn't all that old at this point, but do you envision him doing another record at some point within the next few years? I would say most definitely. We're already coming up with new ideas backstage and in the hotel rooms and at Soundcheck, and have about you know a bunch of ideas recorded, um, whether they be small or full songs or whatever. So we're we're working on things slowly for the next whatever it may be, um, and we'll, the time will tell what happens with it. And this is just a, a personal question. I, I I always had the the – I always wanted to hear Ozzy return to his – more of his um, – more of that classic sound that he he did with uh, Randy Rhodes on the Blizzard of Oz and, and Diary record. And do you ever think he'd kind of, in an, kind of the same way that Metallica have have gone back to quote unquote their roots? Do you ever think Ozzy would consider kind of returning to that classic early '80s sound on an album? 
I, I mean, I don't. I think he most definitely is going to. Whether you want to put it in a time frame, I wouldn't say classic early '80s, but I think he's going to return to a classic rock band record. You know, that's what his. I think he really wants to do. What he's expressed, he wants to make it a. You know, the band playing live in a room. So wherever that takes us, you know, staying away from less technology and more just amps and drums. Very cool. Which is again how how Blizzard and Diary were, at least in in my opinion. Of course, all, usually all the best music that stands the test of time is is raw and basic. And as far as your kit and your gear goes, what uh, what are you playing now? Say that one more time. As far as your drum kit and cymbals uh, and and all that good stuff go, do you have uh, certain? Uh, endorsements and uh, companies you're working with of course yeah i play sonar drums um you know about eight million drums on stage um minor cymbals regal tip drumsticks um and aquarian drum heads so they i play these companies because they help me sound the way i want to sound and they stand up to the endless pounding night after night do you envision yourself, like, in downtime from uh, the Ozzy Osbourne band doing other projects? Do you have anything else in the works besides just touring and possibly recording with Ozzy? Well, at the, right, at the moment right now, we have, still have nine months of touring left. Wow. And I'm 120, 120% focused on that. You know, I've learned not to worry too much about what's next because things change from day to day. So I kind of just roll with it. And uh, there's always more music to be made, and there's always something down the pipeline. So Ozzy is my definitely my main focus right now, and I'm so happy to be a part of this great band with Blasco, Gus, Adam Wakeman, and Ozzy. But with such great musicians, it's such a thrill for me. Um, so I'm just enjoying the ride and trying to soak it in as much as possible and enjoy it because I'm such a lucky guy, and not everybody gets this opportunity. And uh, that's that. Now, Adam, of course, is Rick Wakeman's son. Has uh, has Rick ever come down to any shows? Have you had a chance to meet the great Rick Wakeman at any point? No, he hasn't made it out yet. Cool. Well, it's, it's interesting that Adam is so involved with Ozzy now because, of course, Rick has quite a long history with Ozzy, so that's uh, it's kind of cool. It is cool. Cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Tommy. And if we could get a quick ID from you saying your name and you are listening to Talking Metal. Sure, of course. Hey, this is Tommy Clefettis, drummer for Ozzy Osbourne, and you're listening to Talking Metal. And Tommy, what song would you like to play for the Talking Metal listeners? Uh, what song would I like to play? It doesn't have to be an Ozzy song. Oh, I know. Any song? Um, it should be an Ozzy song. Okay. Um, let me think. I don't know.
Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.